Welcome to Techtivation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Carmen Wenkoff. Carmen's the Chief Information Officer of Dollar General, an 82-year-old retailer with roughly 18,000 outlets across the United States and roughly 160,000 employees. As an executive at a company that serves a community with limited budgets, Carmen's story is an inspiring one of using technology to make each customer's experience with Dollar General easier. Carmen is a seasoned technology executive, having spent time as a CIO and CDO of Subway prior to his current post. Carmen, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Cisco, and the company's chief information officer, Jackie Gushalar. As we enter a time of hybrid work environments, Jackie wanted to take a moment to share how companies can stay ahead of this emerging trend and make informed decisions on the future of work. Jackie, over to you. Hi, this is Jackie Gushalar. SVP and CIO of Cisco. Today, we're at a unique time in history with the ability to redefine work. Work is no longer where you go, it's what you do and how you do it. And it is powered by the convergence of people, technology and places. It's permanently reshaping expectations of both employees and employers alike. To navigate this changing landscape, Cisco's Hybrid Work Index can help you make informed decisions by providing global insights on people's preferences, habits, and technology use in the era of hybrid work. It's based on millions of global data points and insights to help you win the war for talent, accelerate your innovation, and enhance business safety and security. Search Cisco Hybrid Work Index to learn more. Thanks, Jackie. And now on to our broadcast. Well, Carmen, uh, you are uh, the chief information officer of uh, of Dollar General, a role you've had for a little less than five years now. And, and I wonder if you can, for, for those who may be less familiar with it, uh, would love to have you give a, a brief overview as to Dollar General and its business. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And it, it, you know, it always amazes me how many people don't know about Dollar General, but we're actually a company that's, uh, you know, a mature retailer in high growth mode. So we've been around for 82 years. Uh, we've got over 18,000 locations, but we're also a very humble uh, retailer serving uh, the lower medium income customer in rural America. And so we usually don't like to tout our horn very much. So I'm super excited. You mentioned I'm here almost five years. That still blows me away. I still feel like a newbie in retail space here at Dollar General. But the company is amazing. And it was founded on a mission statement of serving others. That's still the mission today. And it's a very authentic mission, which drives a lot of what we do. So I mentioned 18,000 stores. We have about 30 uh, distribution centers. And then we're headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for that overview, Carmen. Um, talk a bit about your role as CIO. I uh, would love to understand your purview, maybe if you wouldn't mind providing a bit of context, the number of people on your team and, and how it's structured as well. Sure. Yeah. You know, through my lens, I always uh, think about my role in terms of who I'm serving and who my customers are. And, and there's different categories here. And so in my mind, it starts with a customer. And the customer, we serve the customer, obviously, in our stores, but also in digital channels. And so overseeing all of that technology delivery for that. Then, then we think about our store associates and that experience, um, which we've got 160,000 plus employees because everything's directly controlled uh, 
through Dollar General. We're not franchised or anything like that. So, you know, we look at our store associates on the front lines. It's an essential worker business uh, through COVID and all the rest of it. So they've got a super challenging job. And then we have obviously our distribution centers and all the technology that goes into that. Things like transportation management, warehouse management, performance management, all of those interesting supply chain technologies that have been in the spotlight for the last six six months to a year in particular. Uh, and then, of course, our headquarters here in Nashville, which you know runs all of the above, and so supporting all of that. So I've got a a team that supports that. We're we're a relatively small but mighty team, and we leverage uh, a lot of partners in the solution as well too uh, for that. You know, but it really is kind of end to end delivery of the solutions. And we've done some pretty unique things with our team to be able to handle the scale, which is probably the hardest part of the equation of dealing Dollar General. That's interesting. Maybe if you wouldn't mind delving a little bit more deeply into that, what are, what are some of those things that you'd care to share at least uh, in, in terms of how you manage the scale? As you talk about uh, enormous scale and growing, so fast growing organization, no doubt yours is a part of the business that needs to think not only about the business as it is today, but planning out uh, how, how do you develop the, the practices, governance, uh, you know, processes, even technology that can scale to where the company will be in five years, which will be quite different given that growth. Uh, talk a bit, a bit about some of the methods that you use there, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Well, you know, when I arrived, I first thing I did was I asked all the, the stakeholders in the business, what do you think of IT? And, and the group had very good marks for where the team was at. I wouldn't say that anybody thought of the IT group as strategic or business growth enablers. It was more of, hey, just supporting the current growth trajectory with pretty, pretty basic things. And so we started modernizing uh, our IT operation and implementing Agile and other practices that, that everyone uh, knows of. But as I look to the future of where Dollar General needed to go and understanding that every single group needed to be enabled more with technology and there's so much opportunity with it. Uh, We started looking at how the team was currently structured and what our processes were and just realized that wasn't going to be, it was good for the past, not going to enable us for the future. So we started on a pretty intensive transformation journey that really started with the team. And uh, it actually started with revising what would good look like. So I, uh, together with all the directors on our team, kind of drafted a really detailed vision. I'm not talking about a vision statement. It's like a 20-page document for every area of IT. What could that look like in an ideal state for the future? Then we stepped back, did a bit of a root cause analysis to say, where are the gaps compared to today? And then we started looking at root cause for those gaps. And that led to a complete restructuring of our organization. If you'd like, I can give you a little more details about that too. We'd love if you would. Please do, Carmen. Yeah. So after the role and and the vision for the company, we said, okay, what if we had to future-proof our IT organization, what would that look like? What kinds of expertise would you need? And we dove in and defined literally a hundred different domain areas that one could need in accommodating virtually any situation. And that's not an easy task. Uh, We defined them so well that there was uh, no gaps and no overlaps. And then we clustered them into groups. 
And we enabled each of the domain leaders to define the future vision and to become specialists in that area. After we restructured the org chart, put people's names in the boxes, we then started focusing in on the processes and we completely changed the processes because so many people think that Agile, for an example, is is an answer for everything. And it's absolutely a wonderful development methodology, but there's so much more before you even get to that point. And so we focused on the so much more. What does it really mean to define you know, the front end of it? We actually put in place the equivalent of a sales organization within IT. And that organization would be focused on the client, whereas software engineer would be focused, obviously, on the, the coding and the solution and becoming experts in that. And all the way along in the process uh, to allow people to specialize, go very deep. And then we put in place the processes for teamwork, uh, which becomes even more critical than ever before to tie all those hundred different domains together. That's very interesting. I I love the thoughtful approach. Clearly, um, there was a a method that pieced this together in a way to try to maximize the performance of the team and the ways in which they interact, as well as, as you point out, to limit uh, too much overlap. Uh, in terms of the areas that there's various players on the team, where they operate. Uh, Really interesting. I I can see how that helped your organization be a, as you put it, sort of a a small but mighty in terms of its contribution, given the size of the company, more generally speaking, uh, in terms of their ability to deliver value for the company. Yeah, absolutely. And what's critical there is the teamwork and how people work together. Because, and it, it is different from your classic agile model where you just throw product owners right in with the business and then expect the team to deliver everything. And by starting with you know measuring twice and cutting once and and really being intentional around the processes from end to end, get a much higher chance of hitting the target, uh, which I think has plagued IT in general for way too long. It's interesting. And I, and I know that an area that you and the team have been focused on uh, prior to the pandemic, if anything, accelerating through the pandemic is, is uh, on a digital strategy and, and developing um, app-based technology to serve that first of the, the constituents that you mentioned that your team serves, the ultimate customer of Dollar General. Talk a bit about um, the form that has taken. Uh, I would love to understand a bit about how you formulated that plan and some of the specifics of what you brought to life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So again, a little bit different from most, uh, even during COVID. Our digital strategy is a little bit different than other retailers because we have such a massive footprint and largely based in rural America. We're already very, very close to our customers and our customers have demonstrated that they, they just like coming in to Dollar General. It's almost like a social experience at the same time. We might be the only retail outlet in their town. And so we didn't want to deter from that. We wanted to enhance that. So our strategy has not been primarily based around driving e-commerce. It's been around enhancing the in-store experience and how do we engage the customer outside of the store as well as in the store to enhance that experience. So being able to plan the visit ahead of time a little more efficiently uh, because we serve the lower income customer who really needs to uh, save the most money she possibly can, uh, we have focused on digital capabilities like Deal Finder is one of them. So if you are 
building a list. Um, let's let's do the work of finding the deals for you and surface those for you and allow you to easily find them. Even if she's in the store and scanning a solution, because we also developed something called cart calculator that allows her to scan items in the store and then it calculates discounts, taxes, et cetera, so that she always knows how much is in her basket, which saves time as well at the point of sale or or possible embarrassment if, if you've exceeded the budget or anything like that. And so we really tried to put ourselves in her shoes and what's going on in her life and finding ways to help that with digital. And so that includes things like we introduced buy online pickup in store. And when COVID hit, uh, we accelerated that. So it was going to be a three-year rollout. We did it in three months instead. And like like many others, uh, we accelerated through that. And, and we're just continuing to look for ways to make that shopping experience in-store as well as, you know, out-of-store. We do offer that, like I said, the buy online and some e-com, but our focus is, is primarily on how do we make that in-store visit even better. Very interesting. I appreciate you sharing some of those nuances, uh, the specifics of the customer you serve, the way in which she uh, um, likely interacts with the technology, ways in which you enhance the experience even in the store with some of that digital technology. Really, really fascinating stories. I really appreciate that. And it gets it gets back to the point that you raised before, which is you know the mission of Dollar General, more generally speaking, but IT's role in bringing that to life. I'm starting to see a little bit more about the way in which you've thought about your team's ability to deliver against that. Um, but I wonder if you can if you, if you can talk a little bit further about uh, uh, the, the, the more general mission that uh, the Dollar General has in place and, and the role that your team plays. Sure. Yeah, I think the common bond that keeps everyone at Dollar General is the mission. And as I said before, it's, it's truly an authentic mission. So we start everything with the customer and trying to understand what's going on for the customer. So every quarter, you know, we are examining customer research uh, at a very deep level. And I bring that back to the IT team and we're constantly coming from a place of how can we serve all of our stakeholders um, in a way that kind of meets their needs. And it's a challenging need being a low cost operator, which will always be, I say the part, the biggest challenge of my job is not necessarily solving technology problems because, as we know, you can solve anything with money. But when you don't have the money to spend because you need to pass that down to the, the customer at the end, that's where the real challenge comes into play. And it's a constant conversation we need to have internally because it is so challenging to to deal at scale and continue to be a low cost operator and continue to strive for world-class IT delivery. The the end goal in mind is is what keeps people here. And uh, and even internally, when we look at how can we save even more money, we have initiatives and it's called, for example, the biggest one is called Save to Serve. Um, So how can we save, where can we be more efficient so that we can enhance our mission that much more. Yeah, what, what an interesting cycle that that presents. And I wonder, Carmen, as somebody who's been a chief information officer for a number of years across multiple organizations, you were you know, uh, not long ago the chief information and digital officer at Subway, for example, prior to your current role. You know, as, as you think about your time and the evolution as a, a technology executive and the evolution of technology, it strikes me that a lot of the, the trends in technology aid 
your ability to find efficiencies that that then can impact your ability to better serve your your customer. Um, you know, I would imagine it would have been much more challenging. You weren't with the company then, but 10, 15 years ago, the way in which technology was managed, the the long uh, sort of amortization cycles of, of hard iron, so to say, across technology would have made that a lot more challenging. Is it true that have you found that uh, as you have modernized practices and the technology itself uh, of the organization, that there are, you know, there are better tools in your toolkit to enable what you've described? Yeah, absolutely. And I am amazed at how successful Dollar General has been, you know, based on just sheer good retailing practices. But the opportunities, particularly in supply chain, are incredible to to automate supply chain. The opportunities to leverage data are super exciting to to understand more about the customer. And, And if you think about it, even to equalize or get close to equalizing brick and mortar experience and insights that the retailer can have against online. It used to be that only online you'd understand the customer journey. I look at it as a massive opportunity for us to modernize our experience with the customer and how we can serve her better. So it's, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that. Very interesting. I wanted to ask you, Carmen, one of the things I found very uh, interesting as I was uh, refreshing my memory about your background, you you have a legal degree. Uh, you have a, an LLB from the University of Victoria, and you're one of a few, it's a very small club, at least as I know it, um, of chief information officers who do have a legal background. And I wonder, how has that served you in, in your career? Are there different ways in which you have uh, leveraged some of that expertise uh, within the technology realm that that um, that, that are consequential? Yeah, no, th- thanks for the question. Um, it, it has been a fun journey. And, you know, I've been in technology for a long time, uh, but never a deep technologist. And as you said, starting in law, I actually practiced law for a startup, a technology startup, and that got me really interested in doing a startup myself. And then the journey uh, continued from there. And I I think there are a tremendous amount of similarities uh, in the kinds of skills that an attorney has and what a CIO needs to do in leading an organization. If you think about it, often attorneys are given tremendous amounts of information and problems and have to sort through what's relevant and not and uh, create a path forward. And uh, that kind of summarizes almost every day for me, uh, where, you know, you're just dealing with an unlimited amount of demand and issues and risks and having to navigate through those. So you don't need to know how to code to do that. You need, you need to understand how to sort information, how to motivate people and how to advance whatever you're trying to advance. That's been actually a tremendous asset for me. And also to be able to translate between the technology speak and the rest of the business, which typically is getting much better educated on technology, but there's still a need to kind of translate the two and meet meet the two. So I think it's been an advantage to, to see both sides. And then, of course, just contracting. So something as basic as that is becoming more and more complicated and more and more important because, you know, we all need to leverage 
tremendous amount of external uh, partners and solutions and, and, and the contract is a way to get really clear on you know, what that needs to look like and what success factors are, are like as well too. So that always helps. Very interesting. I appreciate you walking walking through that. I wanted to also just ask you, generally speaking, uh, we've talked about a number of things that, that might might qualify as trends, uh, especially trends in a retail uh, setting, uh, different facets of your digital strategy, uh, different different ways in which which you're interacting with customers. Uh, some some of the some of what you you've uh, brought to life, uh, it, it, uh, you know, across uh, the pandemic and prior to that as well. But I wonder, are there other um, trends that excite you as you look to the future, Carmen? Yeah, well, I, I certainly I think supply chain technologies in general, and I won't go too deeply into those because those aren't terribly interesting for most, but they're very interesting for, for us who, again, have to deal with scale and you imagine all the curveballs that are present in, in supply chain. So I think those are exciting because there's many new opportunities to automate in that area and to be more flexible, which we all have to be. But when it when it comes down to just uh, walking in a store and what the customer experience is, I'm excited about the continued evolution of checkout technologies. We've all seen, you know, the just grab it and go type technologies with camera vision. Self-checkout, uh, we're actually implementing self-checkout now at Dollar General. It's been a massive win for the customer, uh, for our store associates, because it frees up time to spend more time with the customer and do other things. And, and just where that experience is going, we think, and I mentioned earlier about collecting more information about the customer and their customer journeys, that allows us to enhance the, the store experience. Or do we have the right products on the shelves? The right quantities in the in the right places, and how do we get that customer in and out as as fast as she wants? So there's some exciting things going on in that space, and it's even though people sometimes think about brick and mortar as old, it's anything but old. And I think I think if anything, COVID has shown us that um, the customers are social beings and they want a place to go physically as well as online. Really interesting, uh, interesting points you raised there, Carmen. Well, thank you, uh, Carmen Winkoff, for a very interesting conversation covering your time now nearly five years at Dollar General, some of the remarkable things you're doing for a for a, a distinct uh, customer group and some of the really creative thoughts about how to bring bring to life a, a compelling experience for your customers as well as uh, for your associates. Uh, it's been a really a great conversation. Thank you for the insights you've shared. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate the conversation.